The NFL preseason marches forward this week, as do the DFS plays. We break down the week two slate, plus the latest fantasy football news. All this and more tonight on the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check a stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the chest, we sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like AC never play. so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line. Just one thing to say, yeah, what they don't know. Something they haven't seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green. It got me fading between. Yeah, I got it. And I got it. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right. It is August 15th, 2023. This is the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. And with every episode, we are getting closer and closer and closer to the fantasy football season, which is now less than a month away. To help pass the time, it's me, Seth Woolcock, and I'm joined by my co-host. He's an award-nominated writer, a terrible dog shit Madden player, but an extremely great <laughs> human being nonetheless, Scott Reinier. Scott, we're coming off a great weekend at the Fantasy Football Expo. We are less than 48 hours removed from all the fun. How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, I'm tired, man, but just <laughs> acclimating back into the real world. I never thought I'd miss Canton weather, but it's like 90 here. We don't Same. have air conditioning. It's just hot and hot, hot, hot. Um, to explain myself a little bit. Yeah, I haven't played any Madden in like probably 10 years. <laughs> so me and Kevin Murray were killing time at the Hall of Fame and route back to the Cleveland airport. And we we're like, we gave it a shot. You know, it was it was pathetic. <laughs> Hey, man, it is all right. We are already hearing that the Madden 2024 sucks. The servers are down. Has not been a great release. So I think you're all right on missing the Madden train right now. But nonetheless, Scott, what an experience out there this weekend in Cannes. It is a magical place, and it is a magical time of year out there in western Ohio. And I will honestly say, Scott, draft night out was one of the most special days of my entire life to see so many people come together happily drafting in each other's company, enjoying the libations. And, you know, 144 people were the total that were drafting, Scott. We sold out the event in our first year. There are a lot more spectators in that as well, and everyone was just so happy. Um, I just want to thank everyone for changing mine and, and your and everyone's life life here. Like, that was a crazy cool event. Um, I want to thank our sponsors for that event, uh, the Fantasy Football Advice Forum, of course, and then FJ Fantasy Sports. They have huge helps with that event. So much hard work went into this. The success to go in and out of this in our first year was incredible. Thank you to you, Scott, everyone on our team who came out, showed out for it. And uh, thank you to Bob Long and the Brew Kettle, man. It was great service. The food was great. The drinks were great. How was your experience, Scott? 
Oh man, it was so much fun. Like, you know, it was a little chaotic when we were getting set up, but it, you can plan something for as long as you possibly yeah. want. And you're still going to feel some chaos when you're setting up. So I think, I mean, all in all, our lessons learned list is not very long. Um, I, it was a really, I think we talked about it. It was a really, it was kind of a different environment to get to meet people, uh, meet people I've already met, uh, meet other analysts and meet fans, meet people, you know, just meet people. Um, I think it was, you know, an, a chance for people to live draft that probably don't get to live draft that often. Absolutely. I did talk to some people I know who were like, oh, for whatever reason, I chose not to do it this year, but I heard it was so great. I'm definitely doing it next year. Um, so, yeah, the feedback and the feedback we got, a lot of people saying some really nice things, um, which obviously we appreciate. But, yeah, yes. it was, I mean, couldn't have gone better in, in my opinion. I 100% agree with you, man. And and to hear so many people say, because this was a great event even before it was under our IBT umbrella. But oh, now yeah. to see it with us and kind of it, what we're doing to innovate it was really, really special. And all the kind words. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the support. Everyone who came out and supported us over the weekend. It was so cool, man. Um, also joining us tonight on the show, we got our guy Kyle Scott in the background. Kyle, how are we feeling? How are you feeling? How are the vibes out in uh, Pittsburgh, my friend? I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Sounds like everyone else is doing great. I spent a little over an hour at the DMV today. So oh, I can. It can only go up from there. So <laughs> feeling good now. I gotta say, a little over an hour is not too bad for the DMV. What are we getting done, Kyle? You getting a passport? You getting a new new photo? What's happening here? Uh, I was getting my license renewed. Had to get a new photo, and most of it was honestly waiting for Elliot because uh, he didn't do it online. He had to do it in paper in the oh. DMV, like an idiot. So I was waiting for probably an extra forty-five minutes. Just come on, come on, Elliot. Elliot, of course, our podcast co-host over there on the back road. Love you, Elliot. Do the fucking paperwork beforehand. Um, but Kyle, thanks for joining us. I am glad that it can can get a little bit better for you here moving forward. Um, also, we have the IBT family in the chat tonight, Scott. Uh, we got Albert saying good evening, IBT. Good evening good to evening, you, Albert. Albert. We appreciate you. We also got Hoove back in the chat. Hoove was a huge help with Probably. drafting. He's saying, I take the bet that I'm the best man player on the team. Hoove, I'm shaky, man. I, I, I'm I, very hit or miss. I'm either going to drop 50 on you and own you with the frisky Jets or, or I'm going to get stomped on. So I would take that bet. We also have Mr. Scampers in the chat saying, Seth and Scott, tremendous to meeting each of you. Oh, that feeling Ooh. is mutual. Yes. I, I, I want to tell this quick story. Yep. So 3 a.m., we just closed the bar down. We're on the top of the parking garage next to the Doubletree Hotel where the expo is. And I, I, I see a man and his wife, and I'm chatting with them. And I say, oh, my God, are you Mr. Scampers? This guy who's been in our chat for years now, one of the biggest supporters in the fantasy football industry. I got to meet him on a rooftop in Canton, Ohio at 3 a.m., him and his lovely wife. And it was so cool. One of the highlights of my weekend, Scott, um, and they told me that Tuesday is kind of a hard day for them to sometimes watch the show together because it's bowling league night. But hey, we got scampers back in the chat here. Nonetheless, Scott. No, that's great. No, I got to I got to meet both him and his wife, Dame Overboard, and got to have some conversations. Um, it was just great, you know, like there's all sorts of ways we interact on social media. Um, 
and I, you know, it's cool to see people I met last year and catch up. Yeah. And, you know, see the IBT family, but it was so awesome to meet, meet in person. Finally, some new folks. Yeah. Like we got the infamous yeah. cat, Mr. Scampers. Absolutely. The, the, the frisky Mr. Scampers. We appreciate you. Uh, Scamper saying luckily no bowling today due to recovery day. Hey, we appreciate it. Nonetheless, man, we know you got to rest up that arm, get back out there. I woke up with a little bit of an arm ache today too. Honestly, Scampers, I don't know what was going on. I wouldn't have been throwing any bowling balls. I think it was shifting my car on my the way hand, home. My hands were sore from the Madden game we played. <laughs> there real, you go oh, real, real quick the reason that kevin beat me two nothing i had the ball on my own goal line and i swear to god i, I called a play action so i went to like roll out but i had handed it off so i was rolling out with the running back and he got tackled in the end zone there's our guy just kevin murray capitalizing the, the patheticness <laughs> uh we got hoops saying i love that roof yeah hoops up on the roof the one night well, yeah I mean, anytime you get free lodging you love it yeah <laughs> yeah even if it's on the park garage roof, Connor's saying that's a pretty nice hat, Seth. Where does one get one? Yeah, we got some IBT merch rolling in, guys. Launch two of the merch is out. Uh, it will be on the site here momentarily. We had some at the expo showing it off, and uh, we should put it on the site here in the next month or so, hopefully before the season. We'll see how that goes. Um, but, Scott, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the news. We have a lot to cover from Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and how that situation is going to shake out with the New York Jets. And also Ezekiel Elliott, he heads up the fall foxborough with the new england patriots so we're going to break that down before we get into our dfs plays of the night and matchup management so let's get into it with the first segment of the night from the forum if you're up stuck thinking about what to do here in between we got advice for you back and forth all day trying to pick the play let's hear what the boys here had to say presented by the fantasy football advice forum all right, we're going from the forum. This is our mailbag segment presented by the Fantasy Football Advice Forum, the growing social platform for you, a fantasy footballer. And this is a place where you can get real advice from real people in real time. It's been very helpful to me this offseason. I'm kind of making these decisions as we're kind of wading through this news coming in late in August here. We can kind of take it on together as a community. That's what they're building over there. They have league classifieds, groups, articles, a friend system, much, much more. Check them out at the Fantasy Football Advice Forum. You can use our promo code IBT. You're going to get yourself 25% off. And I will say, man, I met Tyler, the, the the creator of the Fantasy Football Advice Forum. I know you did as well, Scott, and our whole team. And this guy was the life of the party all weekend. Um, he, he was on that roof at 3 a.m. when I did meet Scampers and, uh, and Dame. And he, he had a cooler full of beer. Super cool guy. He was a great addition to Draft Night Out, bringing the vibes there as well. And just overall, a great human with a great story. Uh, he used to be a touring musician, Scott. That, that, that's Tyler, a little bit of everything over there. Yeah, he was, I mean, you know, I, I got in, I had my weird travel date to get over there. So I got to the double tree Friday morning and slept for a while. And I was all out of sorts, kind of nervously walked down to the lobby. Hadn't met anybody yet. You know, the, the first day jitters. And I saw Tyler. He was the first person I saw, um, sat down because we did. And I recognized him luckily because we had done a podcast with him. Yes. Um, and so we chatted and it just kind of lifted that, jitterness jittery feeling i had um you know and then you know he's just a grinder too he was just he was all business when he needed to be you know he was working yes. he had that laptop out um and then 
And then I just remember when we were at Jose's, he's just like, <laughs> it's like, I'm done. I'm done, baby. No more work. <laughs> yes, yes. Jose's landing the infamous karaoke spot up on the lake there, um, out there as well. We got Dame in the chat. Hey there, wonderful there dude. What's is. up, Dame? Good to see you tonight, man. And Connor saying, no employee uniform then? Connor, we'll of course send you a hat. I, I, I got Scott over there a hat, Hoover a hat as well. So we'll get one over there to the Dakotas for you as well. There we go. Uh, all right. To it's too hot to wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm living. I'm breathing. I didn't do my hair today. So, you know, IBT hat. Nice excuse to throw on there, of course. Um, first question of the night. It is from our guy, Tyler Bradley, the creator of the Fantasy Football Advice Forum. He says, someone who has a ton of Ezekiel Elliott shares in Dynasty and the hype around Ramondre Stevenson, how does Ezekiel Elliott signing affect fantasy this year? Scott, in a vacuum, what does this do to Ramondre Stevenson? He was being drafted as a low-end RB1, and now Ezekiel Elliott is in the picture up in New England. What happens? Well, let's see. Hold on one sec. Um, yeah, I have Ramondre at RB13 in my PPR rankings for redraft. Um, I'm probably not going to end up moving him that much. Um, I think there's there's some – I mean, I'm not naive in the fact that I just think it'll have absolute zero impact. But I saw a tweet. I tried to find it. I wanted to actually give credit to who, who tweeted it. And I'll find it and I'll retweet it or whatever. Or re-exit. Um, <laughs> but, you know – Ramondre had 210 carries last year. And then the other running backs on the team had like 144, 146, depending on which website you look at. And that the thinking is, is that Ezekiel Elliott's going to cut into that 144 carries. He's not going to cut much into Ramondre's carries. And that's, that's how I think it's going to go. Um, Ezekiel was not a very good running back last year. I think that, you know, it's with, with multiple, you know, you know, name, you know, it, big name running backs, at least, you know, at one yes. point in their career with multiple, you know, moving parts with him and Dalvin cook and cream hunt. Um, it's an, it's been an interesting, you know, coming up with the pros and cons. And I mean, one of the pros for me, for Ramonde Stevenson is that it was Elliot that signed, not Dalvin cook. Um, Cause I think that would have been, I think that would have been more of a, more of an impact on Ramondre Stevenson in fantasy. Um, it's weird to say that it's weird to maintain confidence in a new England running back when we have not been able to figure out New England running backs for years and years and years. Um, but I, I mean, I saw enough out of Ramondre Stevenson last year to know he's there's, he's still going to be the guy, um, you know, and I mean, that's it. That was the thing. It didn't take 300 carries, you know, he got targeted a bunch, took just over 200 carries, you know, for him to finish where he finished. And so that's why, that's not, you know, that's not was, a lot at all. That's not a lot at all. For, yeah, for it's those really not. If, you know, if, if it was Ramondre Stevenson only there last year and he had 300 carries and then they signed Zeke, then I would be worried about, OK, it took him 300 carries to get to that RB finish. Now that's going to cut it cut into. I just don't I don't see it impacting him all that much. And Zeke has not been much of a pass catcher the last two seasons. Ramondre no. Stevenson to much to my chagrin when he came in the league, I did not think he was going to be this Jack of all that he is really in the passing game uh, in the third down blocking role as well. And and I think I'm with you. I think even playoff Lenny coming to this team or Kareem hunt could have been worse. And I just don't know how Zeke honestly jives with the new England culture. You know, like, like to me, Zeke is always kind of, maybe this is just how he comes off. Maybe this is how he's perceived in the media or by us fantasy football managers, but he like kind of seems like a, not a, an essentially hard worker, you know, like he does the bare minimum. He's going to do what he's asked. Um, he's going to play center, you know, w w when he needs to a little bit, but 
I just don't know if he fits in that New England, you know, come to work every day, no days off culture up there in New England, especially when I don't project this to be a very good team this season, maybe a 500 team, maybe a back end of the playoffs team. So I am I am coming at this from the point of view. I think you can now get Ramondre Stevenson for a better price. I think he comes out of that uh, early to mid second round where he was possibly going at times, probably more into the mid third rounds. Um, would you be comfortable with him there? Dames in the chat saying, hopefully it just means a cheaper price for Ramondre. He is solid even if there are stolen opportunities. Yeah, because we could see Zeke end up with eight or nine rushing touchdowns here. Uh, but but we, he also had Damian Harris the year before. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think Zeke's it's a it's it's a depth move. Um, I mean, I grabbed a few shares of Kevin Harris over the offseason in Dynasty. I think it all but puts the nail in that coffin because Pierre Strong more, possibly as well. Well, Pierre Pierre Strong, you know, he has more pass catching in his game. So I think he'll he'll be able to find the field with Zeke there. I mean, it's gonna be I think beyond Ramondre, it's a big giant mess now. Um, but you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not confident with any of the other running backs from a fantasy angle, at least this season. And maybe I'm proven wrong. Maybe they come out and Ramondre and Zeke split carries down the middle, but that's just not how I see it going. Yeah, I don't I don't see that either. Ramondre is in the prime of his career right now. I think it'd be wasteful. And like you said, 200 carries is not a lot that he got last season. We could maybe even see a slight volume increase just if this offense is more efficient and can stay on the field, Scott. I mean, they did have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays after all last season. Bill O'Brien isn't my favorite guy in the clubhouse. However, he does know what he's doing. So, Yeah, and I mean, like, I've never been a big Mac Jones fan, but I, I anticipate he will be somewhat improved. Um, and I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is not, you know, a world beater at wide receiver, but it is an improvement as to what they had last year. So it, it could be, it could, it could look that way. What was, what was Zeke's, how much did he sign for? You know, off the top uh, of your head? Kyle, if you can look that up in the back, in the back end, I think it was about 6 million. I think it was somewhere okay. right in that, like 6.1 million. Um, but Kyle, if you can give us confirmation on that. Um, we got Hoove saying he's going to be between RB7 and RB11 like last year. I think that's very still well in his range of outcomes. Yep. I think maybe I the floor is a little bit lower than that as well. Um, we, we got Eric, our co other co-host in the chat, saying a bush light and an expo shirt. I'm having rooftop flashbacks. You know it, Eric. You know what's going on, man. Um, all right. Uh, Hoove wanting to make a Stevenson bet. W tell us what kind of bet you want to make Hoove as we kind of transition here uh, and talk about some other running back new news, but we'll never shy away from bet. How about Scott? I'm always, if it's in the name uh, of I'll charity, take a bet with him. let's do it. I current, I currently have Jameer Gibbs at RB 12 and Stevenson at RB 13. So Hoove, do you want to bet? I'll take Gibbs. You take Stevenson. He's also saying Stevenson over under RB10. So, oh, I'm saying, I'm, I mean, where I have it, I say over. Over is in RB10 or worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll see what Hoove comes back with. Uh, he, he said, I'll bet that. So, Hoove, you're going to, you're going to take the under. Hoove likes Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, nope. He likes him over Gibbs even better. So, okay. there we go. We'll do First a charity bet, Hoove. Yep. There you go. Um, all right, let's move forward here. We have some other running back news up in New York with our Frisky Jets. And, hey, we love the Frisky Jets so much. We have some sh Frisky Jets shirts coming out here. Uh, very stylish. Very, very stylish. Very cool. Some some Jets fans actually at Draft Night Out, Scott. They were excited. They got on that uh, merch train there. A lot of people took Brees very early, and now they signed Dalvin Cook to a pretty nice deal. 
What are the fancy ramifications? Tyler wants to know from the fancy football advice forum. Our beloved Brees Hall. He is now sharing a backfield with a guy who is a multiple-time pro bowler, no slouch in the receiving game, and just an all-around good dude, it seems like. What, what's the fallout here, Scott? So, yeah, this one's a little bit more of an impact. Um, but I still – I can't – you know, it'd be naive to say, no, no, I'm keeping Brees Hall right where he's at in my rankings. I, I'm going to move him back a little bit, but not okay. very much. Okay. Um, I think this has to do with Brees Hall. I mean – Brees Hall got taken off the pup. So there's hurdle number one for, you know, Brees Hall in fantasy. Forget about Dalvin Cook for a second. He is not starting the season on the pup. Obviously, that would be a, you know, a much different story. So we have, you know, we have the typical conversation we have. Well, how long it's been? How long has it been since the injury? You know, running backs come back and they play all the time after a, after these types of injuries. But, you know, it takes a lot longer for them to get back to their their old self, let's say. So. The way I'm kind of looking at it is Dalvin Cook was brought in, you know, because they don't really believe in Michael Carter, unfortunately. Um, I think Zonovan Knight was kind of a cool story last year, but, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think he really moves the needle. So I think they brought him in to share the backfield initially with Brees Hall um, until Brees Hall is healthy enough to take that backfield back over. And that's what I think is going to happen. I, I like Dalvin Cook. He's actually not as been as much of a receiving back as I thought. Every time I go look at his, his receiving numbers over the course of his career, it's always less than I thought. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking like for about a month. I mean, I'm just, I'm really speculating here, but I'm not an injury guy. So I think Dalvin Cook will get some good play for about a month. It's not, but I don't, it's not that Brees Hall is going to be on the bench. He might just not be a top five running back for the first month. I think he's still going to be a very fantasy relevant. Um, and I think slowly but surely, I think he's going to take over, take over the backfield. And I still think season long, I still very high on Brees Hall cleared from the pup list this week as well so Brees hall back in full practice that's exciting and let's keep in mind scott this was a clean acl L tear he didn't have a lot of ligament damage that we see with players like jk dobbins last season his adp though this was a guy a couple months ago scott when we did our top 10 rankings or top 12 rankings Brees hall was an honorable mention he, he was an early second round pick he's now all the way down on espn of adp 39 so Early fourth round pick. I am buying that dip all day. And I oh. think part I think part of it is like the snap shares last year for Brees Hall weren't crazy. I'm gonna go through them week by week for the first six weeks. 45% snap share, 27%, 51%, 66%, 69%, 67%. Like that is still very much in the range of outcomes. I'd still expect like maybe week one it is towards that 40 45% 51% and then maybe it works itself back up into that 60 69% and during that time scott where he was getting not like over 70% snap share he was the rb6 during that span so i think the the ceiling is still the same the ceiling is still maybe not the overall rb1 like we thought he could be um but the ceiling is still a, a mid rb1 and at the price you're getting him at on a Jets team that I think now they actually have to respect Aaron Rodgers. Brees Hall is a home run hitter. You don't need a shit ton of volume. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not no. a grinder. So I, I'm in at that price, man. I'm I'm very much in. You, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Like, you know, again, if this was if this was something where you know, because I mean, he was on pace. He was in the you know, he was like RB six or seven in points per game when he got hurt last year. Yeah, he was doing that on fifty to sixty percent snap share because he's super duper efficient and explosive just like he showed in college um so again like if if it if it took 
you know, a massive snap share and massive volume for him to get where he was before he got hurt last year, I'd be more worried. But it's similar. It honestly is similar to the Zeke and Ramondre thing. You know, I think Brees Hall can still have yes. his his same amount. And then instead of these other carries going to Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight, and Tevin Coleman, I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. A lot of them are going to go to Dalvin Cook. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I get, it gives him a great one-two punch at running back, our frisky Jets. You know what I mean? If Dalvin's, if Dalvin's still got it. Because that's the difference between Dalvin and Zeke. And that's why I thought it was a positive for Ramondre that it was Zeke and not Dalvin is that Dalvin, I think, at this stage is a much better running back than Zeke. Tyler wants to know, final question from him over on the forum, who will be the best to own and redraft out of these four running backs? I think Ramondre Stevenson is the safest, but I still think Brees Hall has a bit more upside, but you have to be patient with him, Scott. Uh, is yeah, there I'm one still, of the four that sticks out for talking, you? If we're talking season long, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the Brees Hall. I, I have Brees Hall over Ramondre. Okay, okay. You're, you're going with Brees. I, I, I'm i still right there with you. Again, I think Ramondre is a little bit safer, but you know me. I'm going to take my shot on Brees Hall on the upside every single day. It's definitely not- Brees, Ramondre, Dalvin, Zeke. Yes. If we're looking yes. at the four. Yes. Yep. 100% agree. Zeke has some fantasy relevance, but he's a you know late round guy that I think you consider. Maybe if you already have Ramondre as well, kind of locking that handcuff that could have some standalone value. Um Hoove asking if Cook is going to get suspended. I, I don't know anything about a suspension for Cook. Do you, Scott? No. Okay. Maybe we get a little clarification from that on Hoove in the chat. But let's go ahead. Let's move to the next question here. Um, was it first game jitters, or is CJ Stroud going to be the worst QB out of this year's draft? Fat Squirtle, our guy over on the Fantasy Football Advice Forum, he's panicking early. All I'm going to say about this is just, easy now pump the brakes a little bit squirtle like throw that water gun move right on this fire there's no need to panic cj stroud had two possessions it sounds stupid but like cj stroud did all the right things in this game scott he knew how to broke break the huddle there were no false starts he didn't have laramie tunsil out there some of his other offensive linemen dalton schultz as well and to me like he looked good other than that one terrible pick where he got did, tried to do the classic Ohio State rollout, pump fake, still look at your number one wide receiver, and then throw it back to them. Jalen Mills is a veteran cornerback. He's not Wake Forest. He's not. He, he's not these crappy Big Ten schools that that C.J. Stroud has made a career out of. But I'm still not off the Stroud train at all after this performance. If anything, I'm a little bit encouraged, Scott, because the Texans looked like a real damn team for once. Yeah, I mean, the way I the, the general way I approach the preseason when it comes to rookie quarterbacks is especially in week in the first game. Um, there's not really anything a, a rookie quarterback can do that's going to get me off the train. If they come out and ball out game one, then I might be my hype might increase. But there's not really unless they come out and forget which direction they're supposed to throw the ball or, you know, they it, just something completely egregious. I'm just not putting really any stock in the first week of the preseason performance uh, when it, when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, it's just, that's just my own personal policy. I'm still, still just as much on the Stroud train. I think, I think he's going to be the best rookie quarterback this year. Fantasy wise. Um, oh, wow. Exactly. That is, that's hot. Well, I mean, if you don't count according to some Rams fans, Stetson Bennett, who's supposed <laughs> to be better, the best rookie quarterback out of this class, according to them. <laughs> How about no, that? I just, I, I've, I've thought this, 
for most of the offseason or since the draft that I I have Stroud. I mean, it's pretty pretty much neck and neck, but I have Stroud slightly ahead of Bryce Young. Where do you have Anthony Richardson? Oh God, forget forget. Sorry, sorry, I misspoke. I have Richardson ahead of both of them. I okay. forgot about Richardson because okay. he's a he's a unicorn. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good. No, point. no, no. You're, I do not have Stroud ahead of Richardson. Yeah, yeah, you're talking passing in the pocket quarterbacks for the rookie class. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, thank you, thank you for pulling me back down <laughs> to reality. I was about to say uh, you as much Anthony Richardson no, shares man, as I'm, I I'm, do at this point. So if we go down, Scott, we our boy go down got the, together. Our boy got the starting nod today too. Wheels up, yes, baby. sir. Yes, sir. Let Let's talk about that. Um, before we do though. Uh, Scamper is just clearing up in the chat. Domestic dispute didn't seem like there would be a suspension last I saw. Guys, it took like I'm not worried about this. I, oh, now, I yes, now I, I kind of remember it. I kind of remember. I don't remember the details, but I do remember there was something. But I don't think there's. I don't think it's gone anywhere. No, and, and the thing, like, think about the Alvin Kamara is just getting suspended this year for something that happened in early 2022 like at the Pro Bowl for the 2021 season. So I'm like, this stuff takes a long time to work out. So don't be worried about the Alvin Cook cop in the charge or something this season. He's going to be on the field. Um, all right, let's go ahead, Scott, though. Let's talk a little bit about some uh, some losers and winners of week one of the preseason. It's really cool time just to see kind of some of these rookies in action and some other team uh, players changing on teams as well, or just getting the starting nod for the first time. So, Scott, who's your biggest winner of the week as far as fantasy football is considered? I mean, this isn't necessarily based on like, oh, man, look, he had such a, an amazing game. and he, But it's Anthony Richardson. Um, whatever, maybe they had already made the decision. Maybe not. I know he threw a pretty embarrassing interception. But he also made Adam the list. Adam um, list, yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to get with him, though. There's going to be some, there's going to be some, what are you doing, Anthony, plays. But there's also going to be some holy crap plays. So they, I guess they saw what they need to see. So it's more of an indirect winner from it. It's more maybe just the timing of it all. Yes. But, you know, as of today, Anthony Richardson was named the starter for the Colts starting week one. Because um, that was still not, I mean, like, I, I was right. I believed it. Projecting yeah. it that way. But that was yeah. not, a, that was not a given yet. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and he's one of the most talked about and just like some, he, he's somewhat polarizing. He's just, he's a very interesting player that we're about to see what happens with, you know what I mean? So the fact that now he, he's gotten past that, that hurdle, he's the starter. Um, yeah. Big winner. I a hundred percent am with you there. And while it wasn't the performance I think we wanted to see, it wasn't a bad performance that should discourage us at all. He had a beautiful touchdown, an absolute dart to Alec Pierce. Keep an eye on Alec Pierce, too. Like, I, I brought him up in our sleeper episode, uh, the post-hype sleeper episode a couple weeks ago with Eric, and I said, like, this is a guy who is great at catching deep balls. What is Anthony Richardson great at throwing, Scott? It's deep balls. That is the one thing. He had some street cred coming into the season, so... We're on that. We're on that Anthony Richardson train. We're gonna keep riding it. Um, Dame looks like she's on it with us too. She just saved me a parachute because if we go down, we go down together. There we yeah, go. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> we'll make sure we save you one there, Dame. Um, another quarterback that I think was a winner this week, Scott, uh, was Jordan Love. Seven for ten for forty-six yards and one sweet TD to Romeo Dobbs. This is a guy who looks exactly what we thought he would be. This is an easy offense to run. And he's been in for three years. He's looked at one of the very best at doing it at the position for three years. 
I think Jordan Love and the Packers are going to be fine, man. And I hope, I hope when we are talking NFL win totals and future bets that you guys got down on some of these Packers win totals because they're going to keep going up. And at one point, I got them as low as seven and a half games. Um, and I took the over on that. I'm to win this division seven, too. It was at seven and a half at one point. I would have definitely taken the over there. Yeah, it's it, it's so. I'm with I'm with them there. I think I could still win this division. The Lions look great as well, but I'm in on Jordan Love. Like I'm not drafting him in a one QB league, but in super flex, yeah, I'll take my shot on Jordan Love if I have to in those later rounds. And Romeo Dobbs now enters the chat as well here, Scott, with Christian Watson. So it's going to be interesting there in Green Bay. I, I'm excited for it, man. I really am. Yeah, I mean, Christian Watson's been slowly moving up my board. Um you know, as the off season has, has gone along. I mean, it's still, it's going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be an easy division. Um, you know, there's a couple divisions this year that, you know, there's been, there's been a mainstay at the top for a long time, like the AFC East um, in the Patriots. Well, I mean the bills lately, but you know, with the Patriots potentially being in the cellar of that, that, that uh, division. And there's been talk, you know, the Packers based on win total projections could be potentially in the basement of this division. Um, but the basement of this division could be eight or nine wins. You know what I mean? Certainly. So it's yes. like, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, like I, I haven't really been on either side of the Jordan love conversation. Um, I haven't, I actually have, he's, he's one guy I haven't looked at that closely. So, I mean, you know, he's another one of those guys where it's like, well, there's not a lot to he's go the worst off, quarterback man. that's ever played football or yeah. he's the savior. You know, it's probably going to be in between, but I mean, as a, as a fantasy football player, you know, and a and, a guy who likes to see points scored, of course I'm rooting for him. Scott, let's move to any losers at the quarterback position. Is there anyone who was maybe vying for a job or at least a place on the roster that you think maybe lost that battle already through one week? Um, I mean, it's hard to not throw Trey Lance's name out there for that. Um, you know, and I, I, I did some oh. reading on it and like, or I, I, you know, I watched some of the analysis of, 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 of it and like it, for people that probably are better at watching and analyzing what's actually happening in the preseason have said, you know, it wasn't as bad as the box score will tell you, um, or was it, was it as bad as it looked, but I just, you know, earlier in the off season, I was, I, I you know, I'm not ashamed to admit, I was like, I think Trey Lance is going to get the starting job, but after that, you know, I really think he had to come in and just ball out, um, starting in the first game. Uh, he's not a rookie anymore. Um, and he didn't really, so, you know, and there was there was a joke going around today, like Shanahan doesn't like Trey Lance. That's why he called all pass plays to so that way he would look bad. It's yeah, like, give me well, a he's break. The quarterback. He's the quarterback. If if calling pass plays is going to make a quarterback look bad, then probably shouldn't be the quarterback. So, you know, I've I've just inched closer and closer to just kind of accepting that I believe Brock Purdy, if you know, as long as he officially is ready by week one that he'll probably be the starter. I still think Trey Lance can be a starter, but I, I just, I really think for him to win that job back in San Francisco, he had to just have a flawless preseason and now he can't really. And, you know, I, this is an anomaly, Scott, like this is an anomaly for a team to trade really their franchise, you know, three number one picks for a quarterback and we've never really seen him play. Obviously kind of had a bad hand dealt to him last season, got injured when he was supposed to be the guy. It's just an anomaly. anomaly. And I, I think he can still play, but he's played about 400 snaps since 2019. The guy just has not played a lot of football. 
and Brock Purdy has. And Sam Darnold played really good in this game as well, and he's played a lot of football. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately, if you guys have the Trey Lance shares, like I, I, I mean, do in a couple dynasty leagues, got to hit pause for right now. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as you want to be like, hey, that's awesome, Mr. Irrelevant um, is now the starter. Wow, San Francisco is such a genius team. They also made one of the worst trades in NFL history and one of the worst draft picks. If this doesn't work out at all and Trey Lance moves on, I mean, trading up to take him is one of the worst moves that's ever happened. Like it's yeah. Trubisky-esque. Yeah. Um, I- you know, so, I mean, and then the other thing too is just imagine if they'd taken fields, you know, or, 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 or just anybody but Trey Lance. Imagine if they had taken some other stud at some other position because of, oh, how, good they, cause of yeah. how good they already are you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, Scamper's in the chat saying, mine is Malik Cunningham for his quarterback winner. That's a great one, man. Malik Cunningham out of Louisville goes undrafted. You know, always kind of played that, that could he be the next Lamar Jackson role in the college football sphere? Never really came to fruition. Um, People bury this guy, man. Like people are out there saying like, this guy sucks and this guy's cheeks on Twitter. Like, that's why he didn't get drafted like i think he's pretty good man i think malik cunningham uh he at least earned himself a roster spot with this preseason performance in week one here yeah i think so, he earned his roster spot like i i was reading up a little bit and there was thoughts like maybe it could be they just try and get him on the field somehow some way <laughs> just to have him on the field you know what i mean yeah um you know because he's he's just a different he's completely different than both Bailey Zapp and Mac Jones, you know, they're both pocket passers. So there could be a package form. There could be a red zone like package. Uh, maybe we see some Taysom Hill stylings out of him. So not necessarily maybe fantasy relevant, but congrats to Lee Cunningham man, showing us that you don't have to get drafted to, to, to make it in this league. So uh big shout out to him, big shout out to Hoove who's saying, if we're talking QBs down bad, I slept on a roof and I got my nose ring stolen. QB one. You, That's the QB one too. You are the QB one Hoove. But I think you lost your nose ring. I don't think anyone stole your nose ring out of your nose, buddy. I think anybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm let's not, go to. I, the, I don't think that's what happened. Let's go to the running back position here, Scott. And I think one of the winner winner chicken dinners is Khalil Herbert. Didn't get a ton of action. It looked like he is going to be the starter for this team. Uh, however, he he took one to the house, one reception for 56 yards and a TD here. Uh, didn't necessarily show out on the ground, but neither did any of these other Bears running backs. We saw a lot of Roshan Johnson in the second half. However, he wasn't necessarily inspiring. Could Khalil Herbert be a value here, Scott? We haven't really talked about him at all, I feel like, on the podcast all season just because we, we kind of a mixed stable there. Like Devonta Freeman is or uh, Foreman Devonta is a very, yeah, v- very solid running back, and we like Roshan Johnson a lot. However, you're looking at Khalil Herbert, RB 35. He's a starting running back going outside of the top 32, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I think he's become about, I mean, I think, and I was part of this a little bit before they drafted Roshan Johnson. Um, you know, I was hyping him up more than RB 35, you know, and a lot of that was based on, you know, it, it's a fairly small sample size with him, relatively speaking, just because he's been behind David Montgomery. But when he's played, he's been one of the most efficient um, running backs in the NFL, as far as yards per carry, you know, um, and it's the, it's the same old thing, low volume, high efficiency. If the volume goes up, efficiency is going to go down. Um, how much it's going to go down. That's the key question. So, yes. um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm in on him that late. Um, 
but I just have pause because I don't know. I just don't know what it's going to look like. And preseason game one didn't tell me a lot. I mean, yes, he had, he took one catch to the house, but then you see the, you see the, I, I was told that Khalil Herbert doesn't catch passes. And it's like, well, that was one, caught one. He did take it to the house, but like, it can't overreact to stuff like that. Yeah. So, Justin I, mean, Fields Roshan, also like- I mean, that's the thing though. It's like Roshan got a lot of play, but like, we're in that funky preseason mode where it's like, is a lot of play actually a good thing? Don't they want to arrest the good people? Like, yeah, not so, at all. Yeah. Well, and I mean, with rookies, they're always going to, they, they need to see it. So it's, it's no secret that, you know, it's no, it's not surprising Roshan got, I think he got like 20 carries total in the game. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of need to see a little bit more, but at that price, you know, in that range, you know, almost at the end of the RB threes. Yeah. That that's a guy I would have on my radar in that range in a draft. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, let's play the name game real quick. Let's play the name game real quick, Scott. Uh, okay. c- couple people going ahead of him over on ESPN's platform, Jamal Williams or Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert, Brian Robinson jr. Or Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert, AJ Dillon or Khalil Herbert. I'm looking at my rankings. They're basically right next to each other. I've okay. heard some, I've heard a couple good things from people I trust about AJ Dillon, not necessarily like, Oh, he did something. We saw it and he's better. Just that, that the system there might utilize him a little bit better. So AJ Dillon, I have him at RB 38. I have Herbert at RB 35. So, I mean, I guess to answer your question, Quill Herbert. Okay. But Dillon's another guy I got my eye on late as like my fourth or fifth running back, you know what I mean? Or something like that, just to see what happens. AJ Dillon really fucking screwed me over last year. It's, true. He was, it's a new year he, though. That has he was nothing my, to yes, do with now. I know. He was my all-in pick last year, uh, and it was a very disappointing year for him. Um, but either way, man, either way, we're moving forward. I like Khalil Herbert. You have him at RB35. That's where he's going on ESPN's ADP. So you're locked in over there with our guy, Mike Clay, at least. Uh, it seems like looks like we got our girl Tootsie Pop in the chat. Rachel, the newest member of the IBT family. What's up, Rachel? So happy you're going to join us on the staff this year, writing a little bit of prize picks plays for us. Scott, it's going to be a busy season, man. We have so much yeah. cool content coming out this year. We do. It's going to be, well, we still got to get together and figure out what's going to look like, but I'm excited, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm well, excited. Can I, are we doing, can we do a couple more running back winners? Yeah. Yeah. Who else you got at the running back position? So I got, Devin Achain. I think I'm saying that right. Devon. Devon Achaney. I uh, acting. Yeah, I've heard everything with this Achane, guy. I don't. I, yes, go but ahead. It's kind of it's him and I know and I saw who mentioned it earlier. Um, it's him and Pollard for very similar reasons, in that the running back sweepstakes did not hit either team. Um, Pollard, we know what we know what we got. You know, he's a stud, absolute stud. So him not getting Zeke back or Dalvin Cook is good. Um, but with the chain, you know, that was, it was a, it was a very popular and sexy speculation for where Dalvin cook was going to go. Um, just because they have two veterans in Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. And then they got this new rookie who based on historical size comparisons, there's just no way he can be a bell cow, which I don't necessarily think he's going to be a bell cow, but preseason game one, he had 10 carries. He did lead the team in carries, didn't do a lot with him, but he also had four targets, which also led the team. Now these numbers are, you know, four targets. You know, but we we can only do we can only take what we get from preseason game one. So I think that was a good sign. Um, there's been, you know, all the highlights that come out of practice. They, they've included this running back and they didn't sign somebody. So I still am pretty high on this guy. Um, 
I think he's going to be a, a fantasy having have a fantasy impact from day one. Um, it's just these days it does it doesn't need to be the guy. Oh wait, hold on. Here we go. Devon uh, I I chain a chain a chain Devon a chain Devon a chain. Okay, thank you, Mr. Scampers. Um, it just it doesn't need to look that way anymore. It, it doesn't need to be like well, I mean Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are going to get the early <laughs> down work. It's like fine. Yeah. That's fine. It doesn't need to be that. It's the the formula for fantasy success for running backs has changed. It's evolved. So I think this guy's going to be. I think this guy's going to be good. Devon A chain to me is like a mystery meat stick. I have no idea what I'm getting. It could be. It could be reptile. It could be an ostrich. Could be. I have no idea what I'm buying. I'm also into. trusting my 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 analysis of his college profile a little bit That's, too. Like yeah, he, he checks a lot of boxes. The only box he doesn't check is size. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And so you're taking. He's a mini mystery meat stick, a, a smaller okay. mystery meat stick, if yeah. you would. But I'm gonna. I, I've already taken a bite or two out of him. Like I, like I have a share, but I don't want to get too overexposed to him um, because we know these are two other running backs in this system. Jeff Wilson Jr. being traded for. We know. Uh, we know the Miami Dolphins love him. We also know they love Raheem Mostert as well. So overall. I, I think Devon A chain is going to be uh, a nice player this year, but a little bit of mystery meat stick, a little bit of mystery meat stick over there. Um, I want to talk about a losing running back real quick. Shout out Sean Tucker. I really like this guy coming out of Syracuse had some, some, uh, some health issues, which I think led to him going undrafted. And the O line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was absolutely putrid this weekend but he is in jeopardy of now not making the roster potentially as an undrafted free agent after six rushes for 10 yards. That's a 1.7 average uh, per carry. Deuce Vaughn also looked terrible. Uh, he was everyone's sweetheart in 2020.6 yard average on seven carries. You mean, you um, mean Keisha, Keyshawn Vaughn? Keyshawn Vaughn. My apologies. Keyshawn Deuce Vaughn looked great. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so your Rashad White call from a couple weeks ago is looking better and better with the lack of running backs behind him. However, Chase Edmonds outperformed him. Also, rookie Ronnie Brown outperformed him. Maybe this is when we say goodbye to Sean Tucker and possibly Keyshawn Vaughn as well. I don't know if they're going to be active players this season, Scott, even though how bad this Tampa Bay running back room seems to be. Yeah, we'll see. That would just be unfortunate. I remember, I mean, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I remember Sean Tucker's name from a few years ago watching highlights of a Syracuse game and I, people talking about, yeah, this is this is one of those guys. So I'm and I'm hoping, you know, and it just sucks that it was a medical issue that like, you know, I, I had heard recently, I mean, not from probably a verified source, but that he had medically cleared he's good to go. Um so I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know how this, I don't know how the evaluation process works for these teams and whether that is enough for him to just be gone after one game. I don't uh, think he'll I'm be gone, really but but it's going to be tough. He's in a hole. He's got to climb himself out. So if you guys took the late shot in your dynasty leagues, maybe a fourth, fifth round pick, possibly a free agent ad. Let's cross our fingers here. Let's hope for the Syracuse yep. faithful to come. Let's come check through. out what happens in week two. Yes. Yes. Um, one more winner here. Um, that I'll talk about Tank Dell. He's now on the redraft radar, had a very good game last week. We'll talk a little bit more about him in DFS. But let's hop over in those streets, Scott. Uh, it's time to make some money, man. We, Eric and I, honestly, we came through last week. We got a lot of the optimal plays. We hit on Tank Dell. 
Uh, we hit on Bryant Kobach uh, of your Seattle Seahawks as well, and a couple of the quarterbacks last week. So we are in the green. We made our money back from the preseason Hall of Fame game. So let's get into it here for preseason week two with a little bit of matchup management. Who you got? Matchup management. Who's it gonna be? Who's it going to be this week for some preseason DFS? We're going to tell you that right now. We're going to be covering the Thursday and the Friday slate only as those are the ones available on DraftKings right now. We have the Browns going to Philadelphia on Thursday. And then the Panthers will travel to New York to face the Giants and Brian Dable. And then the Bengals, they will go down to Atlanta on Friday night as well. Most of these games, guys, you're going to be able to get them on NFL Network. Um, it, some of your local providers will have them as well if you want to tune into the action. So, Scott, let's start with the quarterback position here. Obviously, the most important one when rostering DFS. Um, you can either play a Dorian Thompson-Robinson l- like we did a couple weeks ago, and, and he was awesome, or you play Chris Trevler at this position. Um, like, like There are so many different opportunities that you can either make or break your team. Like you can't actually play Chris Strebler in this slate, but you can play players like him that absolutely suck and, you know, just ruin your day. But Scott, I want to throw it over to you, man. Whether it's a Thursday or Friday slate, is there a quarterback on it that sticks out to you as a safe play for DFS? Repeat the early slate games. Browns, Eagles, Thursday night, Panthers, Giants, and Bengals, Falcons on Friday. So Browns, Eagles will be Thursday night one. I'm going Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, I think... What he's shown so far has been exciting. Now, he has two games, so he's played two games. But, you know, he's 17 of 21, 184 yards. He's got 47 rushing yards. Um, in week in week one of the preseason, Cleveland's second game, but week one of the preseason, the Browns threw the ball 41 times, which was the fifth highest. You know, a lot of the teams out there are throwing it 25, 30 times at the most yeah. as, as they're sifting through this stuff. Now, again, they had a game under their belt, but they threw it 41 times. It is a bit risky because he was not the leading, you know, he didn't have the most pass attempts of the quarterbacks for Cleveland in week one. Um, So there is some risk. There is some risk there, but I, I, I legitimately think this guy's vying for the backup role behind Deshaun Watson right now. And I think the team sees that. um, And I think, you know, the way to evaluate whether you can put that player in as the backup is to play him, play him in the preseason. So I think we see a lot more of him this week and, just with that rushing upside, you know, I think he scores, whether it's on the ground or through the air, good chance to score. So he's my pick there. And I, I'm 100% on, on board with you. It's going to be chalky because DTR has been a great fantasy play these last few weeks. We have been relying on him in our lineups. However, Cleveland has to throw the ball a lot, Scott, because they need to figure out what do they have in David Bell? What do they have in Anthony Schwartz? What do they have in Cedric Tillman? Elijah Moore, a lot of roster bubble guys or guys just trying to kind of find their place on this offense in the receiving room. So I think that's why they're choosing to throw it more. They know what they have in the running game. They have Nick Chubb. Yeah, they need to see is it Demetric Felton or Jerome Ford behind him. But either way, they know that Nick Chubb's going to get 80, 80 some percent of this volume in the rushing side of things. And with DTR, average 4.5 rushing uh, attempts per game. And he's protected the ball so far, Scott. Only four incompletions and zero picks through two starts, which better than almost every rookie quarterback we've seen. Granted, he's playing in the second half a lot of the time. He's playing against, you know, the worst of the worst guys who are going to 
unfortunately probably be selling insurance in a couple weeks, but overall DTRs look good, man. It's chalky. That's what you kind of have to, to take yeah. here. But if you're playing the Thursday night plate or uh, slate, you're going to be playing showdown. So I don't mind him in a captain slot as well for Thursday night. There's not a lot of certainty. I feel like uh, when it comes to the other side of the ball with the Eagles, they're not going to play much of their starters and like Dorian Thompson Robinson in a game that feels very sketchy overall. And you don't know who's going to get the playing time. He feels like he's going to get a lot of run. So I'm with you there. I want to throw out Bryce young. I think for the Carolina Panthers, he did not take a lot of snaps last week. He was only four for six uh, for 21 yards. However, I think they have to get Bryce Young a little bit more adequated with this offense. He should have the full complement of weapons. Hayden Hurst was out there last week. We saw a little bit of DJ Chark action. Hey, Abdeelan's looking good. Abdeelan's looking good, Scott. I've been on that train all offseason as well. I think he's going to look good here in the preseason. And when I look at the Giants, while I do like the Giants, and I think we we all saw a big improvement out of them last year, they don't have a lot of depth on this defense. I don't expect them to play uh, the, the starters. And last week, the Giant, the Lions scored 21 points on the Giants, totaled 327 yards with Nate Sudfield and Adrian Martinez at quarterback. So I think Bryce Young, it's now or never. I think, he, again, it's kind of a little bit of a chalky play. I think a lot of people will kind of be on the same train that they need to see more of him. Are you interested in Bryce Young for the Panthers this week, Scott? I would be. I mean, it's the same, it's the same type of risk as with DTR in that, it's really, really hard to predict with these preseason games who's going to get the volume, who's going to get the playing time. But you're right. I mean, like, yes, it's got to be more than two series, right? Well, it's but that's be the thing like is, three or four. It's different with it's different with the rookie. It's it's makes total sense that the projected starter, who is a veteran, might not see a snap, might see a couple snaps in the first couple games, you know. But Bryce Young, he, he needs he needs experience. You know, he is a rookie. Yes, he was the number one overall pick, and yes, he's by and large, likely to start to open the season, but he's not going to be treated with the same kid gloves. He shouldn't be at least, um, you know, because he needs, he needs to be ready for that start of the season. So, I mean, I do think, I, I definitely think he'll have more than six pass attempts in week two. Um, but it's that preseason DFS dilemma, you know, I mean, it could be 12 pass attempts and then he's out. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott, I want to talk about some running backs here. Um, one that screams that I think we should maybe trust him is your former Seattle Seahawk, Rashad Penny, comes off nine carries for 34 yards last week in his debut in the green and black. Um, and it only takes one with Rashad Penny. You know that. This guy's explosive. The Browns, they also gave up 111 rushing yards last season. Chris Rod- or Last week, Chris Rodriguez kind of took them to school. This is also a team, Izzy, like he wasn't extremely good at Israel Abanaconda in week one for the Jets or on the Hall of Fame game, excuse me, for the Jets. Um, but he did get a touchdown on them. And I think the Browns are a little bit more worn down. They're two games in versus everyone else has one on the tires. The Eagles need to figure out what this running back room is going to be. Do you like Rashad Penny or the more contrarian play, which is maybe uh, DeAndre Swift here? No, I like Penny. Um, I still think they're figuring, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter and social media who think they have this backfield figured out, you know, um, to the point of some people say it's just Kenneth Gainwell's backfield. But I think they're still trying to figure that out. Um, and so I, I think Penny's going to I think he's going to leave. He's going to be the highest volume running back this week. That's what I think. And that's really what you're looking for in these preseason games. Um, 
you know, a high volume. And like you said, he does have the potential to take it to the house. Browns have not really showed up against running backs yet. So it's, a, but that's a little also, you know, yeah, you can't really hang your hat too much on that. But again, like I said before, we have very limited data to go on here. You know what I mean? As far as, as far as trends and how teams have done against the running back and wide receiver and that sort of thing, because teams are working on stuff. They're, they're, they're like, they're experimenting with different packages. It's not about necessarily stopping the other team from scoring. It's not necessarily about winning. But did, hold on, real quick side note. Did you see? I didn't see this till today. Did you see the craziness with the Baltimore Ravens um, win streak? Was it no. the Ravens? Hold on. The Ravens this week are going for their 25th straight preseason win, dating back to 2016. Holy it's just this hell. crazy, like, doesn't mean anything stat. But like, yeah. I saw that today. I was like, are you kidding? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Phew. I, yeah. So, I don't think. Yeah. That. No, that I is, like, I, I like the penny pick. Keep an eye on Trey Sermon too, Scott. Uh, I, I know the, the fancy Speaking community. Of I don't, people that screwed everybody. I know Trey Sermon a couple of years ago. Everyone loved him as a rookie for the 49ers third round pick. Now he's with the Eagles. This is a guy last week, not a very good showing nine for 21 did get in the end zone though. Did have a reception. He's going to be the guy who soaks it up in the second half. So if you want a contrarian play here on Thursday night, like I'll probably have a lineup or two for the Thursday night slate. And uh, like, I'm not going to throw him in the captain or anything, Trey Sermon, but I think he's at least worth um, a little bit of a play. Greg Ward. I think you can look at, at him and receiver for the Thursday night slate. Um, but outside of that, like I really don't want to touch any of these Browns wide receivers, Scott. It's kind of just been a mixed bag so far. Cedric Tillman kind of had a nice week one or a nice Hall of Fame game. Haven't seen much from him so far. Um, Anthony Schwartz, same thing. So I'm kind of staying away from wide receivers if I can when I'm playing um, the captain mode. So um, yeah, we, we got Mr. Scamper saying crazy it's win streak. He's saying. Thanks, Trey Sermon and TDP. Yeah, at least TDP, you know, expectations were tempered. Trey Sermon, you know, you were spending the seventh or eighth round pick on him that season. Uh, all right, let's go to some more running backs that I like, Scott. How do you feel about our guy, Chase Brown? We've talked about him all offseason long. Talented running back at Illinois. He was a workhorse for the fighting Illini. Um, showed up in the brightest spots for them last season. Almost helped them take down Michigan. Three for 33 in the receiving game last week, Scott, plus eight carries. Wasn't very efficient with the carries. Rookie running back in his first debut, not efficient with the carries. Tell me you've heard that one again. Um, but the Falcons defense last week, a little suspect. Miles Gaskin, 757 on the ground. Devin uh, Cheney also had that nice game as well. In total, the, the Miami Dolphins ran the ball for 168 yards. Do you like Chase Brown or someone else on this uh on this team here up in Cincinnati, possibly captain America, Chris Evans. Um, I do. I mean, I like chase Brown in the sense it's, I think with not really showing a lot and with Chris Evans dominating the running back carries last week, um, it's a little bit more of a contrarian thing. Um, because I just, they've got it. They've got to see what this guy has too. It's one of those, you know, they have nothing behind Joe Mixon and Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon is in some very, potential serious legal trouble. I don't know where that sit. I don't know where that stands right now, but they're going to, you know, I don't know if they're going to each game, they're going to have one running back dominate the carries. And this week it's going to be chase Brown, but it easily could be. Um, so I do like that pick. Um, you know, you know, we, we, we love chase Brown at IBT. Um, 
But the only highlight I can think of when I think about the Bengals game is that close-up of that one play where the right tackle did not move. <laughs> did I show that to you? He didn't move. It was like a glitch in the matrix. He didn't move at all. Like all the all the defenders ran by him and he just kind of st- stood there. It was, if you haven't seen it, if you're watching and you haven't seen it, go try and find that highlight. It's really funny. It reminded me a lot of what happened to Mitch McConnell a couple weeks ago. Just just froze and did not move. He just froze. I mean, it was so bizarre. I still need to figure out what that lady, what that lady saw too. Like, like there's been a lot of weird things going around the internet. You know, something isn't isn't right, Scott. And like, we need to sniff this shit out a little bit. I think. Well, and apparently that lady issued the apology, but like, didn't say what she saw. Didn't say what she saw. Yeah, come on. Wait, wait to leave us with a cliffhanger. I know. I watched that whole freaking video. Was bummed out about that. Um. But yeah, Chase Brown, I I think's a nice little play for you here at the running back position as well. The Panthers are a hard one to guess because they didn't play. Uh, like, if you want to throw out a Raheem Blackshear, I think you can. Um, Giants last week, Scott, as well, sticking with this Friday slate, they're kind of hard to peg as well because we didn't really see what we thought we were going to have out, out of Eric Gray, and then they just kind of have a bunch of uh, jags out there, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. The Falcons played no starters. I, I don't even know the players that they played last week. So, like, there's not a whole lot on this Friday slate. I like, I mean, if you want to throw an air gray out there, at the running back position, go for it. Black share, same thing. Um, and then I would honestly probably like my favorite two running backs on the Friday slate are chase Brown or Chris Evans. Like that's kind of, we just know what we're getting at least. Like I don't expect to see Bijan or like maybe one series from him. So that's kind of where yeah. I am um, with those two slates. Um, looking at wide receivers here, like I will say, if you guys are playing showdown, I would strongly recommend not trying to play a lot of receivers here in DFS. You can hit on Tank Dell like we did last week, and it pays off in spades. That was one of the optimum players that really helped push Eric and I's lineups over the top into the green last week. However, it's hard to find that consistency. If you're looking at the Giants game, I, I think, what, Cole Beasley, Scott? Cole Beasley got a lot of run last he week. Did. Can you get behind Cole Beasley or Jameson Crowder, Jalen Hyatt, any of these other guys? Like, I don't expect to see a lot of uh, Darius Slayton. He's kind, of, you know, kind of has a tendency to get banged up. I don't expect to see a lot of Isaiah uh, Isaiah Higgins either. So, where do you kind of go with with it, these receiver cores? Um, it's tricky. It wasn't was Wandale Robinson put on the pup list? Did I see that right today? Yes. Yeah, I believe you're right. Okay, yeah. So there goes there goes that. Um, I, I kind of figured that was the case. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's messy. It's dart throw it. It's dart throwy. Um, there's not, there's not really a lot to go on. I also don't think Darius Slayton's going to do much. I mean, he's not, he's not a seasoned veteran in the NFL, but like, you know, he's dealt yeah. with injuries. I don't think that, you know, I think they know what they have with Darius Slayton. So I don't think that they necessarily need to put him out there for a bunch of volume. Um, so yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like any of them really. I think if you go to the Bengals game, you can look at Trenton Irwin. Trenton Irwin, he only yeah. had one reception, but it was for 33 yards. And Trenton Irwin has provided in the past. Um, I think we also have to, and I, I apologize if I butcher this name here. Andre Isovas, Isovas, is am I right there, Scott, for the Bengals? I don't know receiver? if you're right there. Okay, six-round rookie. Um, yeah, we'll go with Andre Isovas, uh, wide receiver Cincinnati Bengals. Six-round rookie who put up four for 50 last week. This is an interesting game that I actually just started hearing about a couple months ago um, from our friends, friends over at Fantasy Pros. 
This guy's a former track star at Princeton. He's also 6'3". He kind of reminds me as the profile of like a mini Christian Watson. He's a big dude that is super fast, like actually competed in the NCAA championships for track and field when he was in Princeton. He can be used in jet sweeps. We didn't see it last week, but that is in his profile. So we could see him maybe in this rushing game spelling Brown and Chris Evans as well. And he's a home run hitter. So I like Irwin. I like Isovas a little bit here as well, Scott. Like I think I want to attack the more known commodities, which seems like the Bengals side of things here on Friday night. Well, I just, I think, you know, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think in this context, in the preseason context, I think he's a great play. I mean, he had four for 50. He had 10 targets. I don't know if anybody else had 10 targets last week. Um, You know, with his draft capital and with, you know, with his draft capital and his skill set, you know, will he make the team? Who knows, right? But if we're talking about preseason, especially as the game wears on, he'll probably be out there most of the game. Ten targets tells me he was out there for quite a bit of the game. And a guy with, you know, with athleticism and height can feast on third string cornerbacks in the second half if he's still out there. Mr. Scampus is on it. Yossi, Yossi Vasirk. Yes. Okay. All right. Yossi Avers. We, we appreciate that, Mr. Scampers. Always going oh, wait, Yossi Vas. The IIRC is. Uh, oh, oh, and Kate. It's some acronym that I'm too old to know what it means. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Mr. Scampers, nonetheless, man. Um, real quick for this slate, I uh, want to throw out my favorite defense and special teams. And then, Scott, I just want to hand it over to you for any of the Saturday or Sunday players that maybe came to mind for you. Um, I know we were more focused on the Thursday or Friday, but still, people are playing Saturday or Sunday. So um, real quick, if you're looking for a defense or a kicker, look at the Eagles defense on Thursday night. Kellen Mond, hot garbage. It worked when we played the Jets against him in the Hall of Fame game. Joshua Dobbs even. I know he's a veteran. He's been around good organizations. The Steelers most recently, the Titans. However, Josh Dobbs threw a pick last week. Didn't really look good. And this Eagles defense, man, they got 500,000 Georgia Bulldogs on them. They're young. They're hungry dudes. They're trying to get some reps out there. So I think the Eagles defense, I'm interested on Thursday night. Scott, look. Let's close it out here. Anyone on the Sunday slate that we haven't talked about so far or the Saturday slate that, that you're interested in any of these other positions? Uh, let me just get there as far as what games are when. Um, I like, let's see, I've got a couple. I've got a kicker to throw out there. Um, and it's just what kind you got? of a, What you got? Jason Myers for the Seattle Seahawks. There's re- the reasoning Jason for Myers. that. It's pretty straightforward if you're playing a kicker. He's a kicker. That's one. Um, he is currently the only kicker on the team that's you like that you like that yeah they're at home and it is i think the third highest over under them and the cowboys this they're one of they're one of like three or four teams that have a 40 plus over under um so you like that and then i live here it's supposed to be in the upper 70s very little wind um you know i think that's going to be probably i you know who knows but i think that's going to probably be a pretty high scoring game two two really good offenses with good depth um so if you're going to play a kicker you know I, I'll play the one. I'll play one from a team that only has one kicker in the preseason. I would prefer Jay as well. So okay. Um, another another wide receiver I want to throw out there, and I just like to because I I this was one of my little my sleepers as the you know as the rookie rookie prospect review was happening in that session. It's At Perry from the from the Saints. Yes. Um, you know, and I mean it's 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 not one of those like I'm gonna pull a rabbit out of a hat here. He had six catches for seventy yards in week one. Um, 
but he was on the field a lot. You know, he ended up going in the sixth round. He was seen by many as a top 100 talent. Um, I liked his college profile at, at Wake Forest, you know, and I think the the word on the street that I've seen is, you know, he he fell in the draft due to character issues. So I'm not here to condone character <laughs> issues. I have no idea what they are. But when it's character issues and not like, you know, oh, everybody missed that he's actually really slow or some skill set thing, then especially especially in the preseason, that's something um, that can show out. So, you know, you've got a guy that due to his draft capital is probably going to be playing quite a bit early in the early in the preseason. So that means he's going to be playing long farther into games, seeing, you know, less and less uh, skill on the other side of the field at corner, you know, in the secondary guarding him. So. You know, picking up where he left off, I think he's I think he's a good play. Um, I was going to talk about Tank Dell, but you guys called him out last week, and he's probably pretty chalky at this point. Yeah, um, I'll still play him though. I'll still ride. I'll still yeah. ride the chalk. But yeah, it's like, going to be. I like I like Tank Bigsby, Jacksonville. Um, you know, I think he's 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 a rookie. He's he's got some decent draft capital, but he's also buying. You know, there's people that say he's going to take the job right from ETN. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but I think he's definitely going to have a role. He's going to be fantasy relevant, and I think that the the Jaguars are going to want to see what they have in him. Um, Five point eight yards per carry last week. You know, uh, didn't wasn't targeted, but he's a he's a really good pass catcher. So I think that changes in week two. I think he's going to see some targets. Cartavius so, um, is his real name too. Apparently, just like just so people know, like if you're out there looking at stats, Cartavius Bigsby is what you might see for Tank. So gotcha. keep keep yeah. that in mind as well. Um, but yeah, he should get some run here, Scott. Anyone else um, at any other position that we kind of haven't talked about either? Um, I, I know there was a couple other running backs at a hot week one. Um, here's here's a here's one that might be that might be spicy. This is this is a quarterback, and this is purely from a projected volume standpoint. And it's Zach Wilson, the Jets. Ooh. Um, obviously, a massive bust as a second overall pick in the draft, but he still is potentially the backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. And he is the exact type of quarterback that would play a ton in week two. And, you know, you know, say what you want. You know, he, like I said, absolute bust. But is he going to, can he play well against second and third stringers? Probably. So, again, strictly a volume play for a quarterback in the later slate. Hey, and Zach Wilson, like, keep in mind, too, this is the Jets' third preseason game compared to some of the other ones who've only played one so far they they got smacked in the mouth at the end of that first one by uh by cleveland however came back 27-0 last week against the panthers zach wilson in that game looked decent man like 14 14 completions on 20 uh attempts 123 yards and a touchdown it could be worse for zach wilson so yeah i don't mind that play at all scott um i think that about does it for us so i think we've kind of gone through most of our plays here that that really jumped off the page so want to thank the ivt family for tuning in tonight dame scampers uh who've uh, of course we got uh we got rachel here as well and our guy albert and everyone else so thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight um good luck if you guys are going to play some dfs this weekend don't go too crazy like this kind of something just like wet your whistle a little bit enjoy it um and yeah, hopefully our fun. advice yeah hopefully it's our a way advice, to have more fun in the preseason for sure y- yes Hopefully our advice helps you once again this week. Um, so great to meet everyone out in Canton last weekend. Like I want to stress that again, this fantasy football community is awesome. This IBT family sub community is even awesomer as well. I, I am biased on that, of course, but 
just so many good vibes happening here. And, and Scott, I can't wait for the season, man, because we got big things ahead, my friend. Yeah, man, I'm getting like I hit a little bit of a fantasy wall, I think, over the summer and over the offseason, as I think most that do this year round do. Yes. But the, the expo, you know, and then, you know, jumping right on a pod as soon as we get back, like, you know, like the preseasons, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I love I love NFL football. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, right. we do. We'll, we'll do anything so, to get a little taste very of it. Excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Scott. Kyle, we yeah. appreciate you in the back sure. end as well, brother. Um, guys, we'll catch you next week. Enjoy the preseason. Enjoy the DFS. And enjoy all the news to come, I'm sure, as soon as we end this show. Um, yeah. Until next time, guys, keep it in between.